It is Wednesday, January 17th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Jim Harbaugh interviews with the Falcons. And the Steelers won't need to interview a head coach. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Jim Harbaugh interviews with the Atlanta Falcons. Mike Tomlin telling his team he'll be back next year. And the Phoenix Suns with a 22-point fourth quarter comeback. What is the Vegas lead here, Scott? Well, we're days away from the NFL divisional round of the playoffs, so we can update you on any news and notes involving these games. Taking a look at our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, your updated spreads for the NFL's divisional round. On Saturday, the Texans at the Ravens. Ravens, nine-point favorites, total of 43.5. Packers at the 49ers. Niners, nine-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 50 and a half. On Sunday, the Bucks at the Lions, that is still Lions minus six, total of 48 and a half. And the Chiefs at the Bills, Bills are now up to minus three, AJ, total of 45 and a half. I think I might have said you want to jump on this early because it's going to three. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, n- no surprise there in that one. No surprise at all. And we'll monitor that as we progress throughout this week. Some news and notes regarding the divisional round of the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey practice in full for the 49ers. Uh, not like there was ever a doubt about his status, like holding him out of the final game of the regular season was a precaution. He is fine, and I expect him to have a a big effort this weekend. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I, I think he he's ready to go. Uh, the fact that he's a full participant, I, I think that's what it was. It boiled down to him wanting to rest his body and needing to rest his body. I, I'm sure he could have played last week. I'm sure it wouldn't have been his best performance, but that's the beauty of, uh, of of this situation that they're in. He's had two weeks now to recover and uh, probably the healthiest he's been all season. Yeah, official injury reports will come out uh, tomorrow, so we don't have any update on players, other players missing practice or their status for the games, but the report's out there that uh, Christian McCaffrey was a full participant. He is good to go. Not good to go for next season. Jason Kelsey the future Hall of Fame center for the Philadelphia Eagles announcing his retirement. Yeah, I don't think there was much surprise if you saw the end of that game, the the Tampa Philly game. I mean, Jason Kelsey left the game early, something he normally doesn't do and was clearly emotional on the sidelines. Um, so th- this was the least surprising announcement yesterday was that Jason Kelsey was calling it a career. I think I'm, I'm a little bummed that uh, my wife who listens to the podcast, the the Kelsey Brothers, Kelsey Brothers podcast yep. was uh, was saying that Jason wanted to announce it, you know, himself, uh, but he told his teammates and then one of his teammates told Adam Schefter. And I said, that's why the Eagles are losers. That's I mean, that, that pretty much sums it up. That sums up that locker room right there. Well, there's a lot going on in Philadelphia and uh, some major changes could be coming quickly. We talked yesterday about Nick Sirianni's job status, and we have odds right now up online where you can find uh, Nick Sirianni. Yes is minus 150. The no is plus 110 to be the head coach week one of 2024. So as of now, the yes is still the favorite. 
but there are some odds on the next Eagles head coach if it is not Nick Sirianni, and that list is very interesting. So first off, AJ, I'll ask you, based on these odds, minus 150 to the yes, plus 110 to the no, what are you playing on? Will Nick Sirianni be the head coach week one of this next season? I would play yes. I, I believe he will be the head coach. I believe this. there's going to be uh, an ultimatum given. I, I, I mean, I think that he's going to understand that, hey, this isn't this isn't going to fly for us. But, I mean, overall, listen, I mean, they were the, the five seed in, in the NFC. They they had, what, the, th- the third best or fourth best record in the NFC? Uh, it's not like this season was a total disaster. It was just a, a bad, you know, two-month two run. And those are going to happen to everybody. The Bills had a bad two-month run as well. It just happened to be in a better part of the season than the Eagles' two-month run was. So I I don't think he'll get fired. I I think that 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 Super Bowl appearance gives him just enough juice to to at least get to next year. But if next season starts off like this, I I think that it could – he won't finish the year. I'll say that. I think if it's not Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel, and Vrabel right now is the betting favorite at minus 150 to be the next head coach of the Eagles. If it's not one of those two coaches, and I don't think it's going to be Bill Belichick, but if it's not Belichick or Vrabel, then Sirianni's back because there's no other name that you're going to hire. Well, I guess you can throw Jim Harbaugh in there, but there's no other name you're going to hire. You're not going to hire Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson or Mike McDonald. You're not going to hire any of these guys to come in for a team that is ready to win a Super Bowl right now. Nick Sirianni has earned the right, based on his past performance, to give it another go, most likely with a new defensive coordinator, uh, but to give it another go with this team, unless you can get one of those future Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah, and listen, I, I think those those Hall of Fame type coaches would be interested in it, but again, you're making a big assumption that if you fire Sirianni, that you're going to be you're going to be able to get one of those guys because that's what that's who everybody's trying to get right now. Mm-hmm. So what are, you know what are the chances that they like you better than the Chargers or the Falcons or any of these other teams? And then the other thing is that Sirianni probably gets hired by someone else. Like I mean, mm-hmm. this is a guy who was in the Super Bowl last year. They're going to give him a second chance. So you mentioned the Falcons and they have interviewed Jim Harbaugh. Now he's the seventh coach that they've interviewed, but the two biggest names that they've spoken to are Bill Belichick and now Jim Harbaugh. Well, the betting market has spoken. Bill Belichick is still the favorite to be the next head coach of the Falcons at minus 150. Jim Harbaugh, your second favorite at plus 200. Harbaugh also interviewed with the Chargers. Do you see him having interest in Atlanta? I mean, I think he wouldn't have taken the interview if he didn't have interest. I I think that he's not looking to waste time. Like, this is a – the fact that he's interviewed with NFL teams makes me kind of – kind of tells me that he's done at Michigan I, I'd be shocked if he returned to Michigan at this point two interviews in two days like you know unless he's just trying to be quartered and then go back to recruiting I mean he's he's looking for a job here yeah it's, it seems like that's the way it's going to go but this is um it, it's it, I, I don't think you waste time doing interviews that you're not interested in and, and I think a lot of a lot of it is he's he's gauging his in, while while the you know, the owners of these teams are gauging interest in the coaches. I think these coaches are also gauging their interest in the job. I, I think all these organizations run things differently. I, I don't know if you read what Seattle said yesterday and how Seattle, for for the longest time, you know, John Schneider, their their GM, who's always been res- widely respected, 
it like Pete Carroll had final say over roster things and he Pete Carroll re- reported directly to the owner and they came out yesterday and said that the new coach is not going to be that way. The new coach is going to fall under the umbrella of the GM. So I think every, every coach is going to want to kind of get a gauge for what the power structure is like at every different organization, because they are going to be different at all these organizations. You know, I, I, I don't know how much control a guy like Harbaugh is going to want, uh, but he's, I, it also seems like he's going to be in pretty high demand and he's going to be able to, to maybe get some of those things that a lot of other coaches wouldn't be able to, uh, to negotiate for. So let's update these odds across all of these teams that have uh, job openings. The favorite to land the commander's job right now is Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit. Do you see that being a fit? I mean, I, I think he'll he'll do well anywhere. I think he's a, a a guy who's really respected X's and O's guy. I think he's going to uh, to where I don't know. I mean, if he's a good fit for Washington, because we don't know what Washington's roster is going to look like or what it should look like. It seems like it's kind of a mess. Uh, but I, I think if I'm looking for someone to get an offense going, it's, it's there's a lot lot worse you can do than Ben Johnson. All right, moving on. And I'm just going to mention the favorites because, I mean, all these guys show up on every list. So I'm just going to mention who the favorite is. The next, there's a market for the next Cowboys head coach, should it not be Mike McCarthy? And that favorite name is Bill Belichick. Do you think the Cowboys part ways with Mike McCarthy? No. Uh, and if they do, I don't think Bill Belichick is the guy because this is another example of how a personality doesn't fit within a certain power structure. I agree. The, the, jo- the Jones family for so long has done things their way. They, they're they a very hands-on organization. And that, to me, is something that won't appeal to, uh, to, to Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick doesn't want ownership involved with anything other than writing checks. And uh, that's going to be a problem for the Cowboys. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, they are involved heavily. uh, And I I don't think that flies with Bill Belichick. Belichick is the favorite to be the Falcons. Next head coach, the Panthers job. Kellen Moore is the favorite to be the Panthers head coach. Do you understand this, AJ? You're the the Herbert Chargers guy. Like, I, I don't get it. I really don't. And I honestly thought that, that Kellen Moore was going to end up in Boise uh, this offseason, and that <laughs> didn't happen. And then I, it's I'm not really sure what the the next step is for 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 him, but I certainly didn't think it would be NFL head coach. Uh, so that's very surprising to me. Not not a name that I would have expected at all. Next Seahawks head coach, Dan Quinn, is the overwhelming favorite at minus 110. I think that's a slam dunk. I think he gets the job um, unless he really just wants to stay as a coordinator in Dallas. I think the relationship with the organization, having previously been there and had success as a D.C., I think Dan Quinn does get another shot at being a head coach, and I think it makes all the sense in the world that it'll be with the Seahawks. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't think much of Dan Quinn as a head coach. Um, I, I also think that like he's going into a situation where Kyle Shanahan clearly owns him and it's uh, it, it, like, if you can't, if you, if you're hiring a coach, you know, can't beat the King of the mountain in your division. <laughs> why are you hiring that coach? And I, I don't think Dan Quinn is suddenly going to get smarter than Kyle Shanahan. So, um, yeah, I don't like it, but I I'm with you. I won't be surprised if that's the way Seattle goes. Well, remember Kyle Shanahan worked under. Dan Quinn mm-hmm. uh, when they were, uh, you know, famously in Atlanta, there was a, a certain game that didn't quite go their way. 
Yeah. Uh, and finally, the Titans head coaching job, Bobby Slowick, Texans offensive coordinator, the favorite at minus 150 to land that job. That's surprising to me. Um, he's a name that I've heard kicked around a lot, but I, I, I don't know how serious anybody is about him. I, it's a bold strategy going with a guy who's got no head coaching experience. Uh, 36 and, and quite years frankly, old. yeah, very little offensive coordinating experience. It's a, it's a big step. Um, it doesn't seem like a Titans kind of hire, but you know, I, I mean, I, I do think he's an, an excellent coach. I, I, I think that he's a, a guy who's what he, I mean, obviously what he's done in Houston in just one year is incredible. And anytime you're, you're plucking off of that Shanahan tree, you're probably doing okay. So I, I wouldn't say it's a, a bad hire. It would just be a surprising hire to me. And the uh, final uh, opening, the Chargers, and we talked about it already. Jim Harbaugh interviewed on Monday with them, and he is the overwhelming favorite to be the next head coach of the Chargers. You know, every once in a while, I'll be sitting at home and saying, what are we going to cook for dinner? What are we going to cook for? My wife says, I don't know. And then guess what happens? Omaha Steaks comes by and drops meat off on my front porch and makes all the decisions that much easier, Scott. Meat to your front porch? Can't beat it, baby. Doesn't get better than that. I had the meatballs last night, and they were delicious, man. It was easy to cook, reheat in the oven, and bang, dinner is served. It's steaks, it's chicken, it's pork chops, it's it's meatballs, like you said. They've got sides. So much great stuff. Guys, they've got a great sale going on right now. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. It's a sale so nice, they only do it twice. Score mouth-watering savings on all your Omaha Steaks favorites with 50% off site-wide during that semi-annual sale going on right now. From tender, juicy steaks to big, beefy burgers, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more, now's the perfect time to grab all your favorites. Plus, get an extra $30 off when you use our promo code VEGAS at checkout, and every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and shop the semi-annual sale today. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code VEGAS at checkout. Minimum purchase may apply. What's good, everybody? I'm Gerard Hector, host and executive producer of the True Hoop Podcast. You can catch me and the godfather of basketball player development, Coach David Thorpe, every Monday and Thursday, talking all things NBA. I talked to a player recently who made a jump shot with like one or two seconds to go in the game because of point differential. And he had to think about it for a minute. And he's like, I let that bitch fly. Boom, he made it. He was happy. <laughs> Whatever. Search for the True Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. Rate and review us. That's T-R-U-E-H-O-O-P. Catch us every Monday and Thursday. Take care. The battle of the MVPs. Last night in Philadelphia, the Sixers were hosting the Nuggets, AJ. And up until, I think, not that long before tip-off, we didn't know if we were going to get this matchup of the MVPs. I mean, everybody on the Nuggets was listed as questionable. Embiid, it's the second of a back-to-back after he scored 41 points in his first game back from the knee injury uh, on Monday night. And, And then you're like, all right, well, are we going to get this matchup that we we want to see so badly? And we did. And you know what? It lived up to the hype. Joel Embiid with 41 points and 10 boards. Jokic had 25 and 19. And the Sixers and Embiid get the last laugh. 126-121 the final. Philly covers as a one-and-a-half point favorite. 
Yeah, I said yesterday, I, if if everybody plays, which I think was in question, but it, it, you know, by the time it kicked off, we we knew. Uh, I, I liked the Sixers here in this spot, and we knew that both these guys would show out. And uh, I, you you said forty one and ten for Embiid. It was actually ten assists for Embiid, mm-hmm. not ten rebounds. So like that's a, an unusual double double for him. Uh, Jokic with his usual twenty five and nineteen, ho hum. Um, but yeah, the Sixers, you know, this, it really boiled down to the end game and the, the Sixers outplayed them down the stretch. And that was, that was the difference in the game was, was the, the late game, the late game, uh, ball and, and kudos to the Sixers, man. This team is playing a lot better than I would have thought of a team that had so much disruption, uh, in this off season has, has really come together and, and look like they're a title contender again. Absolutely. Uh, one of the games of the night, I mean, there was only three games and they were all great. Uh, but we had the Suns have a 22 point fourth quarter comeback. They outscored the Kings 32 8 to win the game 119 117. In the final five minutes of the game, Kevin Durant had 12 points. The Sacramento Kings had four as a team. Yeah, just as this is just a an inexcusable melt for Sacramento. I, I mean, this is this feels like an old Sacramento team, like not the not the new new breed Sacramento Kings that we've talked about as like you know a, a new contender in this league. I mean, you can't have leads like this on the road and and let them fall apart like that. It's it's an embarrassment. Uh, it, they had a, a a you know twenty point lead in in the fourth quarter. Those those things are are hard to come by, but once you've got them, you certainly can't let them slip. And I, I get it, Kevin Durant's one of the best in the world, but you can't let him do that to you down the stretch. You've got to you've got to make someone else beat you. And I know that the the Suns are finally healthy. You know, it's a, it's really kind of the the first one of the first times all season that they've had what looks like their their real team out there uh, with Bradley Beal and Booker and Durant all out there at the same time, but you've got to find a way to let one of those other guys, if, if Booker or Beal beats you fine, don't let Kevin Durant be the guy that beats you. And, and that's what happened. Well, the Kings still covered. So that's all that they matters did. for them. Four and a half point dogs. They cover losing by two. The Clippers cover as five and a half point favorites over the Thunder. Paul George had 38 points as LA wins 128-117 over OKC. We got a full slate of games on the schedule tonight. The Pistons look to make it two straight wins. They are hosting the Timberwolves, but Minnesota, an 11.5-point favorite in that game. Fade, you like fading Detroit after the after the win and backing Minnesota as the heavy favorite? I kind of do. It's a short road trip for Minnesota, and I mean, like you said, they've won the, they've won four times all season. What are we going to do? Expect back to back good performances <laughs> from the Pistons? And uh, bad news: the Timberwolves are a little bit better than the Washington Wizards. Eleven and a half is a lot of points, but this is a Timberwolves team I like. They've done well on the road this season, so I, I'd lean to land the lumber here. The Bucks are four-point favorites at the Cavs. The Magic are at the Hawks. Atlanta, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Rockets visit the Knicks. New York laying four-and-a-half. Spurs are at the Celtics. Boston, 15-and-a-half-point favorites. They are still perfect at home, 19-and-0. But this is a big number to lay, AJ. Yeah, I'm again, I I don't want to back the Spurs here, uh, particularly on the road, but Man, 15 and a half points. Like, this would be one of those games where would you be surprised if Jason Tatum sat for the fourth quarter? I certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't. So, yeah, I'm not looking to lay a big number here with the uh, with, with, with the C's. 
The Heat are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Raptors. The Pelicans hosting the Hornets. New Orleans laying 12 at home. The Lakers, three-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Mavericks. Does L.A. get the job done? Uh, I don't know, man. This this Mavericks team, you know, Luka sat out the other night, and they still found a way to, to get the job done uh, as, as home dogs. Anthony Davis playing really good ball right now, but, man, Kyrie Irving seems to be a problem, and I don't know what answer the Lakers have for him. So uh, I, I think, I again, the Mavericks haven't been great on the road, but I think I lean the Mavericks way in this one. Jazz hosting the Warriors, Utah four-point favorites, and the Nets are at the Blazers, Brooklyn four-and-a-half-point favorites. Rough day for your boy AJ in college hoops yesterday. Uh, I told you, boy, I sure think Indiana is able to hang within single digits at home against Purdue. Uh, They weren't. 87-66, Purdue gets the job done. 33 points, 14 boards for Zach Eady. He is a good sports ball player. Tennessee uh, dominates Florida at home. 85-66 win for number six, Tennessee. Number 19, TCU, falls on the road to unranked Cincinnati, 81-77. Baylor and Kansas State go to overtime. Kansas State gets the job done at home by 468-64, your final. One of the rare times college basketball goes to overtime, and you were still good if you had the under. So an unranked Kansas State knocks off Baylor. And number 21, Dayton, knocks off St. Louis, 70-65. Kansas goes on the road and gets a dominant win over Oklahoma State, 90-66. to And Penn State, 87-83 home win over number 11, Wisconsin. BYU, 87-72 win. That's number 20 beating number 24, Iowa State. And New Mexico, unranked New Mexico for the second straight game, gets a big home win. Last time it was San Diego State. This time, number 16, Utah State, goes into the pit and falls. New Mexico, 99, Utah State, 86. Another good slate of college hoops today. We've got a a matchup in the top 25 in the Big East. UConn, a a 6.5-point home favorite against Creighton. Creighton's been struggling of late, scuffling a little bit. Not quite the start to the season that they thought they'd have. Uh, UConn still without Donovan Klingon, so a good matchup there. Number 8, Kentucky. Maybe one of the higher ceilings in the entire country. They are six-and-a-half-point home favorites uh, hosting Mississippi State, Chris Jan's team. Number 22, Ole Miss on the road at LSU. LSU unranked, but a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Number 15, Oklahoma, now 13-3, and three, but just one and two in conference play. They are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite at home against West Virginia. North Carolina, boy, North Carolina, one team that I was wrong about coming into the season. They have been so good. 13-3 and three on the season, unbeaten in ACC play. They are 21-and-a-half point favorites against the corpse of Louisville basketball. Uh, number 25, Texas Tech is an 11-and-a-half point road dog at Houston. Houston coming off back-to-back losses. Uh, not not very often you can say that about Kelvin Sampson's teams. Number 13, Auburn on the road. They are 11-and-a-half-point road favorites at Vanderbilt. And Arizona, who's been scuffling as late as well, number 12, Arizona, they are 19-and-a-half-point favorites hosting USC. 
on the ice last night. Major FOMO from me. I wanted to. Uh, I, I wanted to. I didn't do it. I wanted to take the over in the Avalanche Senators. You had a uh, Anunin uh, goaltender for Aval- the Avalanche making his season debut. Mad Solgard backup getting a start in Ottawa. Just you know, two inexperienced guys. Well. Seven to four, the finish as the Avalanche win over Ottawa. The Rangers, a 5 2 win over the Kraken at Madison Square Garden. The Capitals blanked the Ducks 2 0. Stars, a 5 1 win over the Kings. Boy, LA has just been bad over this last few weeks. The Jets with a 4 2 win over the Islanders in the shootout. The Blackhawks beat the Sharks 2 1. In overtime, the Flames, a 3 2 win over the Coyotes. And the Oilers, in come from behind fashion, defeat the Maple Leafs 4 2. Edmund has now won 11 games in a row. I repeat, 11 <laughs> games in a row. Let's take a look at your short schedule for tonight. The Canadiens are at the Devils. New Jersey, a heavy favorite, minus 230. Red Wings at the Panthers. Florida, minus 218. And the Blackhawks on the second of a back-to-back are in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. Buffalo, minus 285. UFC continues to round out UFC 300, which is coming together quite nicely, to be honest. This thing is uh, looking pretty good. So far, uh, we've got uh, Weili Zhang and Jan Zhanan, uh, the women's strawweight title. Justin Gaethje and Max Holloway announced today. Charles Oliveira, Armand Sarukian, Yuri Prohashka, Alexander Rakic, Jim Miller, uh, who we just saw fight last weekend, got his fight announced against Bobby Green, Davis and Figueredo against Cody Garbrandt, a couple of former champions, uh, Calvin Cater against Aljamain Sterling, and Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. So tons of fights on this card already, and it, they're not done, but this is this looks like it's going to end up being a mega card. So uh, stay tuned as Dana White continues to add on to this card. Make sure you guys head to pregame.com. Take advantage of the brand new coupons we have available for you to save $15 off any purchase at pregame.com. The promo code is EGGS15. EGGS15 will save you $15 at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seisenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. And yeah,